0: And there's just so much opportunity for dietitians out there that possibilities are absolutely endless.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board-certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession – Snippets of their own career path to becoming a Sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy New Year, everyone. I mean, I know it's literally February 1st today that this is coming out, but I haven't had an episode since the new year and I hope everyone's feeling that New Year energy, you know, Um, just exciting things to come. But I'm just super excited for this episode today. We are doing the student early RD panel. And some of you might know that back in November of 2021, I interviewed an undergraduate student, a dietetic intern, and an early sports dietitian, uh, Nancy, Chelsea, and Alex. And the reason behind how that episode started to begin with was, you know, a lot of you guys listening are undergrad students or dietetic interns, or maybe you just became a dietitian. And shout out to the veterans out there that are here listening or experienced dietitians because, you know, this can, you know, be for everyone. But I was kind of thinking about how how can one episode capture multiple audiences? And I was so glad that, you know, we got Alex, Chelsea, and Nancy together to do that episode. And I just didn't think much about it kind of after. And obviously over the course of the year... I didn't realize but that was one of the most downloaded episodes on the podcast. And so this year when I was just kind of thinking about, you know, what new types of episodes I want to do, I was like, you know, I should totally do a checking in, you know, one year later episode and see where everyone is today. So, I'm just super excited for this episode today. If you haven't listened to episode 44, it's back in November of 2021 if you want to go back and it will just kind of be helpful to kind of understanding the episode today. But yes, let's meet our guests, and then we will jump into the episode. Chelsea Schaefer graduated from Purdue University in 2020 and was so involved in the sports nutrition department that she went on to a dietetic internship focused on sports nutrition and entrepreneurship. In the past year, she passed the RD exam and moved to London, which made it challenging to follow a traditional path in dietetics. Currently, she works virtually as a dietitian in clinical and disordered eating recovery, podcast manager for three shows virtual assistant to a private practice and a yoga teacher nancy siegel is currently a senior at ohio state university majoring in human nutrition and dietetics with the ultimate goal of becoming a performance rd she is working as the president of the sports nutrition club which includes working in fuel zones creating volunteer schedules and facilitating general membership meetings with the performance nutrition team she also owns a small business titled Nutrition and Nancy that produces homemade protein bites that are sold at local farmers markets and business wholesale. Her biggest accomplishment was spending the summer of 2022 as a performance nutrition intern at the UFC Performance Institute. Next fall, she hopes to attend graduate school for a coordinated master's program in dietetics and continue to work with athletes. Alex Winnicky is currently the director of Olympic Sports Nutrition at Liberty University and assistant coach of Liberty's cycling team formerly a SNP fellow at Northwestern University and alum of Lamar University and Appalachian State University. Professional interests include eating disorder treatment and prevention, nutrition and training for endurance sport, and omega-3 supplementation. Personal interests include cycling, camping, and hiking with his fiance, dog, weightlifting, cooking, and reading. Let's jump in and let's catch up with our guests one year later.
2: Hi everyone, Hello. welcome back to the podcast. How are you guys all doing?
3: Doing well. Loving the new year.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Oh good. Thank you.
2: I can't believe it's 2023. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe I told you this, but this the student early RG episode that came out maybe it was like 14 months ago or a little over a year it's in the top three most downloaded episodes on sports already snippets and I was just not like I was surprised but I don't know sometimes like you know who's interested who's not but um, hopefully there's a lot of students out there listening and hopefully today um, before you listen to this episode definitely go back and listen to the very first episode we recorded of us for back in November of 2021 but how are you guys doing I mean it's been it's been like over a year, how are you guys feeling? Like just like in your career, like Alex, if you just want to go first, like what what would you say? Like, how's everything going?
3: Yeah, so full disclosure, I never listened to that first episode that we recorded. I couldn't stand the sound of my voice and I didn't even I didn't even try, I didn't want to. So I have I'm like at this point, I'm scared to go back and just hear how I sounded or just listen to myself. Um so Alex- I had-
2: you know what I asked you though? So I almost was not going to listen to that recording, but I was like, I'm interviewing the same people. I probably should go back and just, you know, remember what we talked about. I have a pretty good memory, yeah. but also like, I didn't want to ruin it. Like I just kind of wanted to go in fresh. And I asked you, how does it feel like being a dietitian? You were like, I've only been a dietitian for four months, but it feels like six. Now you've been a dietitian for how long?
3: Uh, a little over, I, it was July, 2021 so got a year plus now so how does that feel that's a lot longer than four months yeah well I I don't know I guess this is a sports dietitian again maybe it's like similar to dog years where it's like each year is worth a couple (laughs) extra because with and I mean I think we'll dive into this is like there's so many life changes that can happen in a year it really doesn't feel like oh it's been nice and stable for a year it's like no like I mean for uh, in 2021 I went from you know, uh, Southeast Texas to living in downtown Chicago and working at Evanston to very drastically different things. And, and, and so, yeah, this time last year, I was finishing up my last two months as a SNP fellow at Northwestern. And now I am, I, I was, I got a job at Liberty University as an assistant sports dietitian and, in one, two weeks and in two weeks, I will officially start as the director of Olympic sports nutrition at Liberty University. Yeah. So,
2: Congratulations! I didn't know that. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. Thank. Thank you much. Yeah. It's uh. It's uh, An honor and a privilege. And and yeah. It's uh, so. I mean, yeah. Just in you know a year, eighteen months. So many. So many moves. Life changes happen. Oh, I also. I think like the biggest thing is I also got engaged. So it's like my world has just been like, going. We've just been. We've been living life out here um so yeah it's yeah I feel like I've been a dietitian for a minute
2: what about you Nancy are you a senior now
4: I am a senior yeah how does that feel it's weird it's so weird I like like last year at this time I thought I was like in the hardest semester of my life and then this year I feel the same way so they keep getting harder <laughs> I don't know if they'll ever get easier but um yeah I know I'm about to be in my last semester it's crazy Amazing. and Chelsea you're on the other side of
2: the pond <laughs>
4: Yeah, the past year has been an absolute mess.
0: Um, I, I ended up in London, so that's where I live right now, um, which was definitely not something I saw happening a year ago. A year ago, I was starting like the second half of my dietetic internship, finishing up at Duke um, with their sports nutrition department. And I was going, I was starting at an eating disorder treatment center. It was amazing that I did clinical online and then worked outpatient at like for a dietitian office. Um Doing it like diabetes counseling and all kinds of stuff. Then I worked at a hospital and now I still work at that hospital, but virtually, oh. and I've also gained like three to honestly, I don't even know how many, I have so many jobs right now. <laughs> um, but I have, I think I have like five virtual assistant slash podcast management slash like side hustles in general. So that's where I'm at right now like I said it's really messy I have moved I moved around a lot I was in a lot of different places like waiting for it to move to London and it's just been an absolute mess but I'm finally starting to feel like I have my life together and like excited about my career again so that's really nice Chelsea you're killing it you're absolutely <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> oh,
4: um, man. Nancy
2: you were at the you were in Vegas this summer will you just talk a little bit a little bit about that
4: yeah, well, um, last year at this time, like of the year, I was kind of searching LinkedIn, um, CPSDA, or I actually found the application on Workday, but it was for the UFC um, Performance Institute Performance Nutrition Intern, and I was like, oh heck, I'll apply because I really truly wanted to do it, but I didn't think I was actually old enough or qualified because I think a lot of the other positions that they had pre previously were like RDS already or maybe um students that had already graduated. So I kind of did it on a whim, and I ended up um, having a great interview and loving the staff, and I was um, offered the position to come on for the summer, and it was amazing. It was incredible. Like, I can't say enough things about it. I think the CPSDA posted a, kind of like a little recap of it um, a few weeks ago, and that was like kind of encompassing just everything I learned. And um, I really, I had no experience with combat athletes before I stepped at the into the UFC, which was kind of scary because it's a very specific weight class. It's like all about nutrition. It's very, very specific. And so um, I was kind of nervous and I got there and it was just like, they took me under their wing and I learned an immense amount of information. And now I have a passion for wrestling and combat sports and MMA, which I was a basketball player my whole life. So it's kind of cool. cool. Like, you know, it really changed my perspective on what I want to do. So it was amazing. I didn't want to leave, but I had to. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I didn't
2: prepare you guys for this, but I was just kind of thinking like looking back at 2022, but what's the words that come to you when you're like 2022 was the year of what, like, what do you guys, you know, looking back, anything come to mind for
3: anyone? I, I think first, maybe like stability was the first thing that came to mind for me thinking like uh, my, my fiance and I, Michaela, like we've been moving around from North Carolina to Texas to Chicago. And it's like, all right, we're moving back towards the east coast getting to you know pretty close to family so like we were looking forward to not moving for a while so the the positions that we were looking for it's like all right wherever we go like we're hanging out for a while like so 2022 was uh, all about stability for us and just trying to like actually start a life and a career more than just like be a student and travel
0: I would say for me, it's the exact opposite of you, Alex. <laughs> um, I, I laughed when you said it was a year of stability because I was like, oh, man, what was that like? <laughs> um, I would say last year was all about grinding for me because at some point I knew that I was coming till I was moving to London. I was like, OK, there's a lot of things I need to do before then um I was like working a lot of hours because financially that was a concern for me so I was like okay I have this amount of time to like make sure I'm really set up well so I was working a lot um like commuting for some of my jobs and staying in hotels half the week so that I always thought that would be like exciting but actually it's really kind of stressful and overwhelming so in case anyone thinks that they want that life I don't know maybe don't wish for that too hard
2: (laughs) but Kelsey I feel like you do so many things but there's so many like little like I don't know why I just thought of this like passion piles that you have like aren't you a yoga instructor and like can Mm -hmm. you talk about that (laughs) just working within the grind because I think Mm. like it's easy to get really stressed but I feel like you have like amazing outlets that not everyone would think to set up for themselves in order to kind of keep going in a positive way.
0: Yeah totally so I can't say that I'm perfect at managing the stress and there are some times where you know, I've been like talking to my boyfriend and just like crying because I'm so stressed and I don't know what to do, but I love everything I do. So I can't give anything up. Like I just, I can't like when I think about everything I do, there's not one thing I wouldn't want to do. So I'm like, okay, the only other option is to figure it out. Um, so my Google calendar is really helpful. <laughs> um, some people can't even like look at it cause it's a little scary, um, to the blind eye, but <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say having, things that like fill my schedule where I love everything I do is really critical. And like, that kind of speaks to the outlets, because when you think about the things I do that have to do with like nutrition, counseling, yoga, like, I feel like those are all really healthy outlets, but they're also my job. So it's very convenient in that way. Um, But I think I also, am pretty good at recognizing in myself when I need a break. Like, I think I'm pretty gentle on myself. Like I hold myself to a high standard but I also know when like I need to just sit down and journal and like maybe cry a little bit and then I can move on so yeah it's all and I I don't really have a schedule for that it's kind of just like I feel like in a perfect world I'd be like okay every Monday morning I'm gonna journal and then do an hour yoga class and you know all these things but it's kind of just like okay I know when I've reached my limit and I'm like all right
4: let's let's take a moment
2: love it what about you Nancy
4: this is kind of cliche, but I think like when I think of one word, I think of learning because um like I know when I was a freshman and I kind of wanted to be a sports RD for from day one and a lot of people like kind of were like well that doesn't really exist like you know like it's hospital work and all that stuff but I think I really learned that this year there's so many things out there like I know when I was younger I would be like searching the web and really for information all you could do was kind of like follow like sports nutrition accounts on Instagram and stuff like that and now there's so many aspects of this field where it's like I've just continued to learn and like really try to immerse myself and you know like the the professionals around me and I think um, also like learning what I want in a grad program I kind of spent a lot of time like trying to figure out you know what would work best for me so kind of just like learning everywhere never stops I don't think. It never stops and that's the best part too. Um,
2: Just before we kind of jump in we kind of hit on like where you were and where you are today but I'm kind of curious Alex like going from SNP to like becoming a director in two weeks is that something you could have kind of I don't want to say predicted but are you, I don't, not surprised, but what are you feeling? Like, is it like you've worked so hard? Do you feel like it was the right time? Do you feel like you're ready? Like what, what's your perspective? Cause this is a, probably more common, um, in our industry and just kind of wondering what your thoughts are on becoming director of Olympic sports.
3: Yeah, that was a, that's a tricky one. Um, I don't know, like I didn't anticipate it. Uh, I don't think my, I don't think our department anticipated the move um, the, our previous director, Laura Thomas is going on to, to pursue uh, you know, to, to start a family and to uh, you know, she's going on to, to bigger and better things in her life. So it's not like, you know, our, the turnover and the restructuring that we've had here is like, I don't know, it's from a good place and it's not like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to think about in terms of, I don't think anyone really anticipated me moving into this position quite so soon, but life comes at you fast. Um, so yeah, I think uh, going from snip to assistant to director so quickly—it was definitely I had to like dig deep and ask myself like if I really wanted to do that, if I felt I was ready for it—and actually reached back out to Katie Nappenberger. Uh, who is my mentor at uh, Northwestern. And I say, Katie, will you still be my mentor, please? Uh, and she was kind enough to, yeah, she was she was kind enough to to say yes. And I was like, man, like if I'm going to do this, like I, you know, it, it really made me think, um, you know, like no, no person is an Island. Uh, so I, you know, I feel ready for it. I feel confident in my abilities. I had to dig deep to ask myself that question and to get there though. Cause I think initially I was like pretty hesitant. I'm like, oh, like, man, I, I want to, I don't know, I want to get some more seasoning on me. I want to, I want to have like another couple of years. I don't think I'm ready to be a director yet. And then I, you know, I thought about it, talked it over with Katie and, you know, I, I think that helped boost my confidence to where like, you know, yeah, it's like, I might not be, I, I'm still a, a young dietitian, but you know, I'm confident I'm ready and I have some ideas and some things I'd love to do in this department. You know, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to do pretty great at it, but one thing's for sure is I'm going to learn a lot in the, in the next year.
2: That's amazing. And it, I think just by you being so self-aware of, you know, wondering if this is the next step, I think you're already prepared versus, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, go into this and everyone, you know, I feel like you're already, you kind of already get it and um, yeah, right place, right time. And I'm excited for
3: you. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I I thought initially, like, I almost had a little bit of like that imposter syndrome type thinking. Um, and, and, you know, I was, I, I was reflecting on that for a minute. And I found like this really, I don't know, I thought it was an interesting correlation. I think the imposter syndrome that like, I know a lot of people have talked about on your podcast before, and that a lot of uh, up and coming students or fellows talk about that imposter syndrome. I think if you look at the Dunning-Kruger effect, if you're familiar with like that chart and that graph, um, if you're, if you're familiar with that, I think like you start off it's, there's a confidence on, on one access and then confidence on the other. Right. And we all start off like overconfident. Um, but we're really, really dumb. Actually, <laughs> we don't, we just, we just haven't lived life yet. We haven't, we haven't seen all these different types of patients and athletes. And, you know, then you go into the Valley of despair once you realize just how much there is to know. And, you know, I feel like I'm starting to like, get out of that Valley of despair when when you've had such smart mentors and, and, and you've, you go to CPSD and you see just all these brilliant minds. You're just like, Oh man, where do I fit in in this? And I think coming out of that's where you start to like, you question yourself, but you keep progressing forward.
2: Yeah. I think one of the main things, which is kind of crazy is I think when you're younger, you're so worried about like, do I know everything like from a nutrition standpoint, but I feel like the biggest thing, like, and it's not really age related, but like your mid twenties or just early on in the field is it has so much to not do with nutrition. In the sense, it's a, so much about working with people, and it, there's such a strategy. And I, w- when I was younger, it was so frustrating because I used to feel like it was a game, like you had to play the game, and it's really a strategy. Um, and hopefully, no one makes you feel like you have to play the game, and you know all all those things. But it's just so about working with people, and that comes with time. But I know when you're younger, you're like, "Do I know everything, or how am I gonna, you know, work with this athlete?" But usually, you know enough that. It's never, I, I never felt uncomfortable. I think it's more the navigating the people thing. I don't know how you really can be prepared for that until you see it firsthand. Um, Cause it is so tricky and I don't know like not like what you can do about it but I think by just having experiences and like taking opportunities you kind of see how people work firsthand. But I think that's probably the biggest thing of when you take a job is it's not really about the nutrition piece. Like, yes, that's important. But it's just all about the people skills, which help with your nutrition piece as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You got to be able to connect to people first before we can really actually start applying care and and helping others, right? Sure.
2: Chelsea, um, what about you? I'm kind of curious. I know last time when we were uh, doing this episode, you were working at Duke. You were doing your, were you there for three months or six months or semester?
0: It was five. Yeah, it was like a semester. So like five months. So you were doing sports nutrition
2: for five months during your DI through wellness work days, right?
0: hmm
2: What, like looking back at that now, like do you see yourself kind of doing sports? Do you want to do sports? Does that help solidify that you'd like to go in a different direction? I, the reason why I'm asking this, because I feel like sometimes students... I don't know they don't really know what they're supposed to feel and think and I just love your path and I feel like you'd give a great answer on this. But what did you learn about that and just maybe for someone who's going through a sports nutrition experience that I don't know they might just be having different thoughts or feelings about it that maybe they didn't know or whatever.
0: Yeah, so I think after my experience with Duke, I really loved it there. I love the sports environment and I did see myself like working in sports. I think I knew I wanted to take like a little break. I I know I for sure needed time to like think about what I actually wanted to do. Um but I I totally had since college have seen myself working in sports like getting a full-time like a badass sports RD job. <laughs> um but that is just not where things have led me. So do I see myself working in sports? Like I I've looked into sports nutrition jobs in London and I'm literally my apartment building is right by Wembley stadium. Like I can, when I walk out the door, I see it right there. Um, and soccer is football here is huge here. So I know there are a lot of like part-time job opportunities that I could pursue if I wanted to. Um, and it's not off the table because nothing as you said my path is just a little over the place so nothing is really off the table for me because I have so many passions um but right now it's just not really where I'm looking towards I guess um if we were to go back to the to the U.S. which hopefully we do I love it here but like I I I do enjoy the United States (laughs) um like I love to visit places but you don't really realize what it's going to be like to move to a whole different continent until you actually do it and you're like oh man maybe it wasn't actually so bad over there because I knew what the heck I was doing you know um but what you're (laughs) doing right now
2: is so rare like that is so cool that you're living in like no one unless you study abroad like the fact that you picked up your bags and went there (laughs) that's huge like some people wouldn't do that but I feel like that's so
0: yeah I still have so many thoughts about it. So maybe we can talk about that in a future episode. Like, it's, and this is something that I feel like is unexpected. Like I hear everyone, whenever I was telling, this is a whole tangent, but whenever I was telling people I was moving here, they're like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Like, that's great. Are you so excited? And to be honest, I was not. And I, at the risk of sounding like ungrateful or, you know, not putting myself in the best light, like it's a scary thing. Um, like it's, I love to travel. Like I have traveled South America is usually where I would go, um, because the climate and I speak Spanish. So there was a, you know, those factors. Um, but to actually think of like moving and leaving all your family and friends, one of the big fears of mine was like leaving all these professional connections and relationships that I've built all for college. Like I was all over the place. I was out there meeting people, like doing my best to really do a good job, spread the word. and Um, set myself up for after college and after I got my RD. And then all of a sudden I'm leaving all of that. Um, So that was really scary. So it was really hard for me when people were like, oh my gosh, you should be so excited. And I was like, yeah, I probably should be, but I'm not. And I don't know why. Um, So that was a whole thing.
2: (laughs) I have one more question for you. (laughs) What's up? I forgot last time you recorded this, you were not an RD yet, right? Weren't you studying
0: for the RD? Right.
2: Like tell us like what it was like, you know, leading up to I want to be an RD, I want to get this credential. And now that you have it, can you just talk about like what that was really like or just any insight for anyone studying right now or wanting
0: to Oh totally. Should it? I share like what I did to study? Is that okay?
2: Sure. Like share anything that okay. like <laughs> you're like, wow, this test feels horrible. Why didn't anyone tell
3: we, we Oh my know, gosh. We want to know the study guides. We yes. went many hours. How how many uh, weeks did it take? Tell
0: us. Okay, okay. So I think it was like six weeks or four to six weeks. Honestly, I can't, my life is it's been a blur. So, um, four to six weeks from the time I finished my internship to the time I took the exam, I passed in like July. Um, and I finished my internship in like mid-April. So that sounds right or June. I don't know, but anyway, um, <laughs> what I did, I. I don't even know how many hours I studied, but I know that I partnered up with someone who was also going to take the exam. She actually moved her date to take the exam the same day as me because we studied for a month together. But um, we together, because like having a person to study with really kept me accountable because I'm the kind of girl to push things off. Um, I'm a procrastinator. So having a person helpful, Nancy, I'm looking at you like (laughs) find someone to study with. (laughs) Um, But we did Eat Right Prep we did pocket prep every single question on pocket prep and then redid the ones that we got wrong. Um, and then I listened to Gene Inman twice cause I was commuting 10 hours a week. So that was just a good thing to like put on, you know? Um, so that's my secret. I don't know which one was most helpful. I can't tell you that it all just came together. Um, so for any RD to bees listening, you know, write this down. Um, what was the other part of your question? Like how does it feel about <laughs> that you're an r
2: d? Like is it so- oh, yeah,
0: like, Okay, how- the big part of the question. <laughs> it feels freaking amazing. Like it kind of doesn't feel that real like because i've I've only been in r d for about six months now. And I will tell you if anyone's worried about getting a job after they graduate, like don't because honestly, as soon as I became an R d, people that I was like, you know, professionals I was telling like, hey, I'm an r d. Like I was literally getting offers to start working for them the same day, as soon as I texted them, they were like, okay, well, when you're ready, like, let's talk about getting you on. And I'm like, I'm drinking my mimosa right now. Like I'm celebrating. Can we talk about this at another time? That's too funny. Um, So I think again, for anyone who's worried about getting a job after being an RD one, there are a ton of jobs out there. And maybe the first job you get will not be your ideal job. Like my first job, and I'm actually still working it now. on like a PRN basis is was as a clinical dietitian which I think anyone in sports could probably say, like, absolutely not. I'm not gonna be a clinical dietitian. I heard that all the time when I was in sports and I said it many times, Um, but it actually was not bad. Like, I feel like I learned a lot. And also I was finally in the field that i have been working for the past five and a half years to get into. Um, So I think it was, it was really great. I have to say, and I still love it. And there's just so much opportunity for dietitians out there that possibilities are absolutely endless.
2: Oh my god, mic drop. Let's just end it here. I'm so inspired.
3: I'm very I'm very, I'm very jealous because I feel like four to six weeks of studying is like very like that's on the short end of things, in my opinion. Is it? Oh, and I didn't start studying
0: until after my internship was done. Like that was one thing for me. Is like I'm not, I'm already I was working and I was also doing my internship. And I'm like, I simply cannot even think about studying yet. So I waited after I finished my internship, I waited a week and then I started studying. And I was working really the commute and listening to Gene Inman, um, which was not an easy task. If you know, you know, listening to Gene Inman is not easy. Um, But like that just really paid off, like fitting and studying when you can and finding a friend are like the best tips I could give.
3: Yeah, I would I would do the same thing on my commutes or like I would be in my kitchen cooking. And it would, I would be like saying it in her accent, just like repeating it line for line. But I feel I'm jealous because four to six weeks, I studied for months. Like I had a combined program. So like when it was done, like I was ready to take my, when my master's program was done, I was ready to take my exam. Um, And I also had like the uh, SNP looming over me and I was like, I cannot fail. So as soon as like, as soon as I applied for SNP, which is like this time, like imagine starting to study right now and then not stopping until July. And that's essentially like my anxiety, like just fed my studying so much. It was, it was a lot.
2: I'm, I'm glad you guys brought that up though, because I think sometimes people feel like, oh, you must like, this is the recommended time. And I think it just goes to show like whatever time you feel most comfortable, like everyone's schedule and lifestyle and what you're doing, where you're moving is so different and like to not like, do the comparison of, oh, this person only took four weeks, or this person took, you know, six to eight weeks. I think it's really figuring out like what you need to be successful. And I hope that helps someone listening that you don't have to take it in four weeks or three weeks or whatever you feel like. Yeah. I will also,
0: oh, sorry. I, I will also say that I, I was in a clinical job while I was studying. So I think that really helped, is they hired me as soon as I was done with my internship. So and that's another pro tip, like you can get hired before you pass the RD exam, cause you're already eligible. So that's something people should know. Um, so that really helped is like being in a clinical job because a lot of my exam was M and and the exam, it was so freaking hard and I don't wanna scare anyone because you can do it. Cause a lot of us have done it, you know? Um, but listen, it was not what I thought it was gonna be. It was hard. Um, and I truly, when I finished it, I was like, well, maybe I passed, maybe I didn't, I guess we'll find out in shortly. Cause you find out as soon as the exam is over and man, I mean, when I saw that I passed, it was an unreal moment, but that thing was not easy. So I don't think any RDDBs think it's going to be easy, but if you do like reroute, reroute because it's not going to be, but you can do it. Like so many of us have done it and you can too. Well,
3: yeah, it's yeah.
2: moving moving on if you're if you're studying for the rd exam like it's really just that one chunk of your life that is so stressful and it's just like this weird time that you just have to like own it and just like do everything that you can to put yourself in the best position but if you have to take it one two times whatever you need to do like i promise you'll pass whatever effort you're putting into it but we'll switch back over to nancy because you don't have
4: to worry about that just yet right because you're applying (laughs) to dietetic internships right Is that? Yeah, Yeah, I'm playing. I'm looking to do a coordinated master's program and I'll start in the fall. So. Awesome. So what has because when we talked last
2: time you were you just became like an undergraduate leader of the Ohio State um, Nutrition Club. You know, how has that kind of like your experience helped you kind of get to where you are now?
4: Yeah, so I'm actually still uh, running that club, and we've now kind of brought on a few more leaders, and so we have a little bit more interest in it, but um, it's been, like, really rewarding, like, having those connections with my classmates and, you know, people who have the same passions of me as me, and then um, being able to kind of be in our facilities, because it's something that, like, I really didn't take for granted, because I think uh, last year when we were talking, I was kind of, like, in like fridge stocking mode and it was kind of just like hey like you you got to do the grunt work and then you know like you're going to gain respect and get more opportunities and um that had that like mentality was like you know it's still installed in me and it's kind of helped me realize that you know I want to have an experience that I can, you know, do more like specific things that I'd be doing, like if I was a dietitian um, a few years down the road. So I think um, that has helped me shape like what I want to do in a grad program. Um, I know Ohio State has some opportunities for like graduate assistance or um, some of our rotations can be in sports. So um, a few of the universities also do that. But, um, yeah, that's just really helped me. Like my leadership has helped me kind of decide, you know, I still want to continue to do this. And I, you know, want to continue to have a bigger role because, you know, the work I did at the UFC was almost like I was in a dream because I had never been able to do that before. I'd never been able to like, kind of have, like I reported to athletes, like I had my own consults. I had my own body composition testing um, sessions like every morning. And I just kind of felt like that type of work is You know what students like deserve and that's what makes us better dietitians in the future so i think you know i want to continue to do that stuff and even though i still have two more years so yeah we'll see i don't know where i'll be in the fall but we'll see Amazing. if you're like me you've
1: definitely had athletes that experienced the annoying gas bloating and discomfort after taking some brands of protein powders As we all know, bloating can be a sign that your body is not processing the protein powder properly, and you're likely peeing out most of it because your gut can't absorb it. But with our friends at Momentus, that isn't the case. And this is because they've included a special patent enzyme blend in their whey protein that eliminates gas, eliminates bloating, and makes your protein more bioavailable. The enzyme blend of Momentous is called Prohydrolase, and it's been tested in research against other enzymes. It's been proven to actually deliver more amino acids to your bloodstream, which means you fully absorb the protein. Don't you want to make sure your athletes' bodies are actually getting all the protein that you're paying for? Momentous definitely does, and your athletes will notice. They won't feel uncomfortable after they take it, and their bodies will be able to tell the difference because they'll feel more recovered. Go check out livemomentous.com and use the code RDSnippets20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. That's R-D-S-N-I-P-P-E-T-S-2-0. Thank you so much, Momentous, for sponsoring this episode.
2: That's so cool. What about, like, what lessons have you guys learned over the past year? Anything that you didn't expect? Maybe, um, I don't know, in a positive way or just something eye-opening? I don't know, Alex, if you want to start first.
3: Sure. Um, I, I've got two things that I've definitely learned. One is uh, Parkinson, Parkinson's law, which is that uh, work expands so far as to fill the time available for its completion. So however much time you'll have for a task, you'll fill that time. Uh, I found that out just having, having gone from uh, two soccer teams and a football team at Northwestern to being over like 250 ish athletes here and like nine teams. Um, yeah, the, you'll still get the work done, but um, yeah, the, the, the time allotted is the time you have, and yeah, you somehow or another find a way to get it done. So, uh, yeah, didn't think that was a, a real thing until I got thrown into this situation where we're having uh, as, as many teams as I do. Uh, I think the biggest thing I probably learned—I I don't know—I feel like I always learn more through kind of a, a failure or like something negative uh, more than I do uh, when things like go perfectly. Um, uh, I, I learned that emotion is a, a great passion, a great passenger, but a terrible driver. Um, I got into a, a heated uh, argument with a nutritionist, quote unquote, um, and they were trying to. Um, provide my athlete with, uh, two banned substances and like nine other, um, supplements that were, I mean, essentially they were just trying to like drain them of money and give them banned substances. Uh, and I, man, that got me really heated. And, uh, I, 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 learned a lot about, um, you know, regardless of the situation, just trying to keep your cool and, and, you know, taking the high road, um you know it didn't it didn't come to like profanity or, or a shouting match or anything like that but it was a pretty heated conversation so I had to learn a little bit about checking myself sometimes before I I, I talked to get into those situations
2: awesome what about you Chelsea
0: um I think the biggest lesson I learned is that I, I just have to trust that things are going to work out like trust the universe and trust that if I'm following my gut instincts, if I'm trusting my intuition that I'm just going to end up where I'm supposed to be. Because as I've mentioned, like none of my plans worked out. And most times I couldn't even plan because there was so much in like unknown. And I am a planner. I like to know what's going to happen and where I'm going to go. And I think since undergrad ended, like nothing has worked out how I thought it was going to be, but it's all so good. Um, So I think that would be, that's the biggest lesson is like, I just have to trust in the universe. And that lesson comes to me after I realized that all of 2022, I feel like I was fighting it. Like I was like fighting, trusting the path and like desperately wanting to know what the heck was going on. Um, So that, you know, trusting the verse as a lesson came as a reflection of how I felt in 2022 and how I don't want to feel in 2023.
2: What's really interesting, and I don't know if this is helpful, but I feel like when you're younger or like you have like dreams of like, I want to do this in my career and that, I think what's really cool. And I hope, and I believe I would like to think this really happens for a lot of people is like, you have this idea. And what's really cool is it might not be exactly what you thought or at the time that you thought, because obviously you have a plan. You want to do this then. And, you know, but it comes out so much better than you ever could have imagined. And that's, what's so crazy about like, wanting to do this or having these goals and you should totally like set those, but you'll see as your experience and as um, you kind of grow in the field, like, like I, I don't know, you just become like luckier in a way because you almost like you're saying Chelsea, you let life happen and you trust your experiences and you put your head down and you put the work in. But I really do believe the plan turns out so much better than you ever could have imagined. Cause you don't even know sometimes like what's really out there. Um, In a positive way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I hope that helps someone that like you have a plan and sometimes it doesn't go like exactly the way you want to, which is like usually everyone at one point or another, right? Um, <laughs> but the job you didn't get two years ago, um, it's a better job two years later. And, you know, thank God that didn't happen, you know? So I don't know if that's helpful, but it does work out and it's better than what you, you know, what you hope for. So, okay.
4: I love that. What about you, Nancy? Side note, I feel like I could run to a brick wall right now. This is so motivational, guys. <laughs> like I feel like I'm listening to like motivational speakers. <laughs> anyways but um for like students like me I think Liz taught on or talked on this a second and then Chelsea also said what a lot of us say too is you know we never want to work in a hospital you know those kids that are passionate about sports nutrition but the biggest thing I learned this past year I would just say semester school wise is the importance of medical nutrition therapy and you know our clinical nutrition as it relates to sports dietetics you um, I was the type of person that I was trying to let this stuff go over my head. And that was so like naive and dumb of me to do. Um, I feel like you have to have like this tool belt of skills as to be like a great professional. And like as a sports dietitian, like we must have medical nutrition therapy and, you know, the ability to like go through this like evidence-based knowledge and, you know, be able to learn, apply this stuff because I like every day I would sit and lecture and I would hear my professor say something and something would come up on the slide. And like so many dots were connecting for me because like, you know, what I thought I knew, it's just like, dang, like we do have to know this. Like this does, does make total sense for like how this could fit in, you know, athletic nutrition or team talks and even talking to like coaches um, of your teams. Cause then you gain the respect and like you gain the confidence to, you know, continue to answer those questions. So. I think, like, just the importance of MNT in our everyday jobs is, like, insanely important. So,
2: yeah. 100% true. Thank you for sharing that. Because it is so true. Like, looking back, like... I think what's harder in undergrad, it's like they're teaching you, but you don't see like it's hard to like see it in like sports or what you're doing. But now that there's more sports nutrition opportunities, you know, in undergrad, like, you know, really like paying attention in your lectures and, you know, you really can apply it or at least shadow a dietitian that's, you know, working with an athlete with celiac or diabetes or whatever it is. But it 100% is in your everyday. And so that's super important. What about best advice that you guys have gotten this past year? Or just advice that you, you know, anybody listening that you think that could help them? I guess, Chelsea, if you want to go first on this one.
0: Sure. So it's so funny to think about it now because I hadn't thought about it. But I think throughout my dietetic internship, which took up most of last year, and then through like me telling anyone who would listen that I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do. Um, everyone just said like, or a lot of people just said like, Keep an open mind and see where your path takes you. And it's so funny that I'm not really a person who likes to listen to advice. I have to be honest. Um, I like to do a lot of things and I'm I'm thinking about things all the time. So I feel like um I just like give myself advice all the time, but I need to be humbled clearly. So <laughs> Um, I think the best advice would be like, keep an open mind, um, and see what happens. And I feel like now saying that it really ties into my whole story, um, of the past
3: year. What about you, Alex? I think the best advice I got was, um, to really think about my core values as a, as a person and use that to narrow my job search. That was the best advice I, I could have got because in, in, you know, coming out of a fellowship and this, you know, could apply to anyone going into the job market, um, you know, really understanding what I was looking for in a position. It's not just the technical job itself. There's so many other pieces that come with that. Um, I was applying to like director of football nutrition jobs. I was applying to Olympic uh, uh, positions I was applying to some sports performance institutes. I was applying to a lot of different things, and and Peter Ritz was like, "Hey, you're applying to a lot of really, really different jobs. You might want to think about why you're applying to those jobs." Um, and I think initially I was applying out of just kind of like scarcity, like, "Oh crap, like I need a job, like I got to get a job somewhere." And you know, I think once he told me that, I, I narrowed it down to I got into being, I got into dietetics to help others, uh, I got into it to help, uh, endurance athletes specifically, and I got into it to, uh, help mitigate and treat eating disorders. And so like, I, I'd, I'd come to those conclusions and that helped drive me to, all right, I'm going whatever, wherever it is. It's Olympic sports. It's going to be in a young, uh, population. So probably collegiate athletics and, you know, that helped me find Liberty.
2: That is such good advice because now I can't even imagine the job board is like, there's so many jobs that I can see, like, you know, you don't want to limit yourself. So you're like, I should just put my name out there, but almost it becomes, um, what's the right word? Just not as you, you, not all your eggs are not in a basket, but you're just, you're applying to more opportunities that you fit better. like you're a better fit. Um, And I think like all the things you're writing down, like, okay, what am I passionate about? What I, you know, why did I get into this field? That's going to essentially help you on your interview. And is probably a good match for the place that you're applying to. So, I think yeah,
3: knowing knowing your whys, you know, whether it's getting the job or staying at the job. Uh, cause Katie, Katie Knappenberger had told me like whenever you to, to have she asked me to to have a folder of like things that are positive, like thank you letters from athletes and and you know, things that remind you of why you got into it. So whether it's it's getting the job or staying at the job, like understanding that why and then having some like, physical reminders of like if I'm having a tough day, I'm gonna open up this folder. And, like, here are all the athletes that, like, I helped. And here's, like, pictures of my team. And, like, these are the people I care about.
2: I love that. What are you guys looking forward to with the new year? Um, Do you guys have any mantras, any outlooks, any slogans, anything that kind of comes to mind? Feel free. Anyone can go first. Or Chelsea, go first.
0: I have a whole list of mantras. This is my journal. (laughs) I'll only give a few because this is um, is (laughs) is, – because you know it's just not about that but um (laughs) one is i will trust that i'm being led which you know just really speaks to trusting that i'm gonna end up where i'm supposed to end up um i will do my best work and i will act from the heart those are my three like main mantras for 2023
4: i love it what about you nancy um my biggest one I've recently loved I shared this on my Instagram story like a week ago but um it says until it's my turn I will keep clapping for others and I just feel like that's like prevalent like for me and like I just really learned to like want the success of others and I clap for them and I hope like one day when I get to be somewhat like close to their shoes like they'll clap for me so I feel like that's like really my 2023 like that's what I'm going with
2: oh my god I want to clap for you that (laughs) is so nice that was so nice I've never heard that one before I think I did see you share that though but I love that And I think you don't realize too like what you're doing now like you're I think Holly Rose said this at a CPSDA conference and I thought it was just like great for everybody and she said something like be successful where you are right now, like where you are. So I think sometimes when you're younger, it's like, I, when I'm an RD, like I, I can't wait to be this, and I need to get my CSSD. Like wherever you are right now, find success of like the stage in your life. I think sometimes we always look forward to the next thing, and um, I love that you're like clapping for others, but there's also things like you can clap for yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's things that people don't realize are so important, and just being successful where you are right now is so just like helpful to keep you grounded and just kind of reassure that like, yeah, I'm in my DI and I'm, you know, trying to take advantage of every opportunity. It's hard, but I'm doing the best that I can. Um, first always trying to look for once the DI is over, I'm gonna do this. And then you miss out on your life. Alex, did I ask you yet?
3: No. Uh, but I I, you know. Undoubtedly, like I will think of a mantra or like an inspirational quote or something as soon as we get off here, but I I don't have one of, I I don't have a, a mantra for this upcoming year, but there's plenty I'm looking forward to. Uh, planning, planning my wedding with, uh, Michaela, mm-hmm. definitely a huge personal yeah. thing that I'm really looking forward to. We're getting married in uh, 2024, but I'm hoping to have the planning done in 23. Um, yeah, huge personal thing. And then, you know, professionally, uh, starting this director role in, in two weeks is going to be a thrill, uh, and a challenge and, uh, starting my CEDRD supervision. Um, really yeah. looking forward to, uh, honing my eating disorder treatment skills.
1: I love that. This rapid fire round is brought to you by Honey Stinger. I'm super excited to have Honey Stinger represented on the show. Honey Stinger is sports nutrition for every ambition and proudly fuels over a thousand, a thousand college and professional teams, which is absolutely incredible. Contact team sales at honeystinger.com for samples and team pricing. Sweeten the burn with products designed to help you prepare, perform, recover, and overcome your next challenge. Honey Stinger has delivered natural, sweet, and fuel options for generations to outdoor enthusiasts and athletes of all kind. Listeners can use the code RDSNIPPETS20 for 20% off one-time offer on honeystinger.com and experience great tasting products and nutrients you need every phase of your activity. That's rdsnippets 2 20 for more information about Honey Stinger, head to the show notes. Thank you so much to Honey Stinger for sponsoring this episode.
2: All right, ready for the rapid fire round?
3: Let's do it. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. <clears throat> I think you might have asked someone this, but now I'm kind of curious again. Red apple or green apple?
0: Red apple. Red.
2: Everyone red? Oh. I Christmas? cannot
0: do a green apple.
2: See, I used to think everyone loved green apples because I did I didn't know because I you know what I think of the red apple on the teacher's desk and so I'm like oh. who wants that mm. one but I understand there's different you know shades of red and varieties but um, <laughs> so no it's you guys all red okay that's all fine. red we don't even like green or too sour like I could
0: do a, like a golden delicious but that's it and that's not even like a a red a green apple so
2: okay no I just wanted to know so thanks yeah um hey of soap or body wash It's kind of random, but body wash, body wash, yeah. You said bar soap.
0: Yep. Bar soap, interesting.
2: Bar soap is horrible. Doesn't leave you sticky. Sure. (laughs) Any Netflix go tos right now? Anyone watching anything good?
0: Emily, are we watching Friends?
4: Oh, Emily in Paris. Which I'm I'm thinking of your life, Chelsea. Sorry, but I mean, or Chelsea in London. Oh my god, that's (laughs) a great (laughs) show. I love everything.
3: What? I'm almost the same to say it, but I'm really interested in the, what was like the Meghan Markle
2: and- like Oh, what? Harry. Yeah, Meghan mm. and Harry. That's good. I watched that.
3: Yeah. My, my Maybe Catholic I should have watched that. Good. It's, yeah, I'm, surprisingly, watched I'm, I'm very
2: interested. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, go on a run or a Peloton ride?
0: Run.
4: Peloton. Peloton.
3: Peloton,
4: I guess. Oh, a bike. Wow. a <laughs> bike
3: commute into work every day. A
2: real bike. A real bike. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, do you guys believe in resolutions or no? Are you like, like, I feel like those are outdated, right? No one's like, my resolution is.
0: I just couldn't. There's no way I could form a resolution. I think okay. the last one I did. Oh, go ahead. I no, bet. you go. I think the last resolution I did was, like, run 600 miles in, like, 2018. And that was that was the last God. one. And I did it. I did it. I did a bunch of races, and that worked out. But, man, I, I can't think of a resolution anymore.
3: I actually, I don't know if I, like, outwardly made, like, a resolution, but I bought um, the Daily Stoic, which is, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a, a really good book by Ryan Holiday. And I was, like, I think I just like accidentally, I went like January 2nd, I went to the bookstore and I was like, huh, why not? Like, this seems like a good idea to do every day. So I've been doing that every day and then trying to like meditate for five minutes. And yeah, I don't know if I've act like outwardly said like, this will be our New Year's resolution. But I don't know, I feel like uh, they might be outdated, but I'm all for if you're motivated by something to like, I don't know, see if you can learn from it or to gain a new habit so long as it's sustainable and healthy.
2: All right, ready for the last question? Let's do it. All right, if you could tell your younger RD one year ago self or student self one thing, what would you say? Alex, you wanna go first?
3: No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey, you wanna go first? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty in line with what I've said so far, and my younger D self would probably not listen to me, um, but I would just say, like, trust that it's going to work out, and, you know, maybe consider possibly that you will not end up as a sports dietitian <laughs> right away, <laughs> which, again, I wouldn't have believed. Like, I really thought, I, I really wanted to be, like, the next Lauren Link, um, although no one can be as cool as her, but that's, like, what I wanted to do, um, and here I am, so... <laughs>
2: But maybe your path is setting you up to like you're gaining so much.
0: <laughs> maybe <a> I <little>. will.
2: <laughs> hey, never well, mind. actually,
0: this is like bonus info. But I'm literally about to make like an LLC because all my side hustles are really taking off. Like I yeah.
2: let's go. Feel like
0: I get yeah, like It's like the word is spreading, kind of, and people are asking. Like I find people who are starting a podcast, and I'm like, oh, I do podcast management, like you know, let's talk. Or I am like communicating with dietitians for the podcast I work for now. And they're like, Hey, your, your podcast manager responded really quickly to my email. Like, is she available? (laughs) Um, so these things just keep coming up and I'm like, this is, you know, this again, trusting the universe. This is the universe telling me this is just what I need to be doing. So Chelsea Schaefer LLC coming soon because I can't find a name for it. Also, because I do nutrition counseling and yoga teaching and podcast management management and virtual assisting like all at once. It
2: sounds so. like you have a business already.
0: I oh. <laughs> I do. There's just like no name and no special tax considerations. So <laughs> Chelsea Schaefer killing it out. El- 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 El-
4: <laughs> what about you, Nancy? Mine is just have some confidence. Just because like as a student, we kind of mentioned earlier, we don't always have the pieces we need to our education yet. And it can be like very stressful, make you anxious in conversations. And I think that you just need to tell yourself to have some confidence because when you hold your head a little higher, your personality comes out of you and, you know, people are going to love who you are and they'll see your dedication and, you know, your passion for this. So I think that starts at having some confidence, so.
2: Amazing. What about you, Alex? Anything
3: right, to send us off I'm, re- do your- I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would tell. I would tell my uh, one year ago self uh, probably to uh, start with relationships first. Um, yeah, I think it was something we talked about like the on the last podcast in terms of like uh, I kind of had like an epiphany in terms of um, building relationships uh, as a dietitian, and I would I would reiterate that especially now me going into a director role. Um, I'm I'm now seeing more that it's not just me and my teams and my athletes, and my coaches, it's also these other departments and, you know, building alliances and relationships horizontally and vertically, like really trying to integrate my department into this university as a whole is that's the way we're going to really make a difference. Um, so I would, I would just reiterate that you got to start with relationships first before you really put down any work.
2: Amazing. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on today. It is crazy how much you can do in a year. Like your life can change in three months. It can change tomorrow at three. It can change in five weeks. Um, and it's just so amazing. So wherever you are right now, if you're waiting for that next thing, have you guys ever heard of Lucky Girl Syndrome?
0: No, but tell me more.
2: Not a good, son. I don't know. what My, it's called Lucky Girl Syndrome and maybe Lucky Boy Syndrome. Where whoever you are, but it's the concept. Lucky Boy for Alex? I'm laughing, I tell <laughs> me. like, it's this concept that you just genuinely believe that you're lucky and that you like you're manifesting such positive things um, in the year. And this probably has to do with like the new year and why this is coming up on my feed. And I don't know, I find it super inspirational. I mean, some people are like, I've been doing lucky girl syndrome, but the idea that like you can have it all and that you will have opportunity and you will grow. And it doesn't mean it's not gonna be difficult at times, but yeah, wishing everyone some lucky girl syndrome. Is this- Lucky girl energy, 2023.
3: Is this just The Secret Reinvented? Do you remember The Secret?
2: Oh, you've watched, is that documentary?
3: No, I think, wasn't that, I thought The Secret was a book that you can essentially like put affirmations out into the universe and that they will be answered. And
2: Okay, you can find that on YouTube. I thought that was a part of Jack Canfield's, like, I think I've talked about this book tons of times, but The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, if this is the energy you're looking for, that book changed my life. Um, but they have, I forget someone who's related to the the book or it's kind of like hand in hand, it's called the secret. And it is a little like, it's not scary, but it's this whole like manifestation and success and, um, you know, how you can kind of get lucky girl syndrome, (laughs) but thank you guys so much for your time today. It was so great hearing from you and yeah, maybe we'll do this in a few more years and see where everyone is, but thanks so much for your time today.
3: Awesome. Great talking with y'all. Thank you you so much. Bye guys.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at sports RD snippets to see what sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests. So stay tuned. I'm Liz Wiluka, and thanks so much for listening.